Carissa scores! There's scenes here at Perry Park! Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent him off! Welcome to the Beyond the Sidelines podcast, episode 21, and what a week of sport it was, and there's one standout moment in particular that everybody's thinking of, so there's only one way to sum it up. Jeez, oh, mean, look. Garth, it's Heather Locklear, but she's signaling to us, there is a god. Heather be thy name, Well said, Wayne. And I'm talking, of course, about the Wellington Phoenix. They haven't lost five games in a row now. So, Campbell, Angus, boys, what are we thinking that? They're doing well. They're on red-hot form right now. Red-hot form, mate. Nobody can stop them, that's for sure. But I tell you what, we'll talk all things A-League, NBL, ABL, cricket. We'll do all that later. But for now, jump straight into the Fast Five. Let's I, do it. I think that's good. There we go. All right. Kicking us off with the Fast Five is topic number one, Alex Rance. Mm-hmm. Leaving Punt Road, 30-year-old, retiring. Campbell, what do you think of that, mate? Because it's pretty shocking news. Yeah, it is pretty shocking news. You know, Punt Road, uh, Tigerland are really losing kind of a veteran of their squad, really experienced defender. Um, you know, Alex Rance, what can be said? He's 30 years old, so he's quite... He's not old, but he's not young. So he's kind of entering his twilight. Not quite there yet. Uh, he definitely could have played for another five years, probably. Um, and, you know, could have been captain of the squad at some point. Um, probably already could have been. Yep. But, um, obviously, Rewalt's got that. Um, but, you know, he's cited uh, his family, his faith, and his work as his reasons for, I guess, retiring. Um, I mean, he started working with the Academy in 2016. He does plenty of work for Fox Sports, so he's he'll pretty, definitely get that again. He's pretty well set up, but what's his legacy? He's a five-time All-Australian premiership player, mm-hmm. one-time All-Australian captain? I think, I think so. I think so, yeah. What's his legacy? I think a lot of people will remember him for... I think more people will remember him for his Fox Sports, if yeah. I'm honest, just because he's done that a lot during his playing career. So it's kind of, and it, they kind of merge together in a way. Mm. There you go. Well, moving on from that to the world of football, Andy Penningley, mm. signing for Home United yes. in the Singapore Premier League. Now, Guzzy, he signed with Peninsula Power only a month ago. Yeah, it's a strange one. How many footballers signed for two clubs in the space of four weeks? Well, this is the first time I've seen it happen, and this is his first professional contract. Uh, in the Singapore Premier League with a side called Home United. It's Home cr- United. Creative cool name. Oh, it is. So this this is his yep, first professional contract. I don't know if this is the sort of direction you'd hope to go. Is Singapore is the Singapore Premier League, you know, the destination that it's you want to go up. in? It's a step up and it's a professional contract. I guess you're you're playing against uh, more, it's more competitive. You're playing against men rather than uh, the younger guys in the MPL. Uh, he was the MPL Golden Boot winner in 2019. So how many did he kick? Like 43 or 53 oh, or something 53, ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous yeah. amount. Well, so hopefully he's bringing that across to the Singapore Premier well, League. They'll yeah. hope so. That's why they signed him, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, they've struggled over the past few years. I know we've never heard of Home United, but uh, they did come fourth in 2016, so not a bad year. They then came uh, third the next year in set 2017, second in 2018, and then last season, 2019, they dropped down to, uh, to sixth. So hopefully they need just need a striker. Um, they'll pull him, uh, pull up their score again. Let's mm. hope it feels like home, eh? Oh, yeah. 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 No one got that joke. There <laughs> you did. go. They <laughs> did struggle for goals <laughs> this season. They were the second lowest goal scorer. So. Yeah. Okay, that went straight over Campbell's head, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Ha! Yeah. Huh. It was a home joke. I got it. It was because the team's home united. Dreadful. It was. It was. But at least I'm making jokes. Thanks. 
Now, More somewhere like a sub for me. Something closer to home. Uh, boxing fight in the Brisbane Entertainment Centre yes. on mm. Wednesday night. Jeff Horn against Michael Zarafa. I thought Zarafa was going to end Horn's career. That's what he said, mate. What That's what he there? promised. That's what he promised. What he happened ne- there? He nearly did. Nearly did that massive gush. Down, mm. Was it his left cheek, I want to say? I first round. So. Ra- oh, first round. Either it was the ke- cheek or the eye. The, like, the eyebrow. Eye. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, he, he broke him open in the in the in the first round. Split him open. Split him open. Blood everywhere. You should have seen the uh, the umpire by the end of the the fight, just covered in blood. Everyone was covered in blood. Um, it was one of the best fights in Australian boxing history. Probably it's up there. Um, Jeff Horn won by majority decision in the end. Uh, look, he he looked beaten. Like honestly, most people are thinking Zarafa is gonna finish him off here. Ninth round. Miracle right right arm hook, you know, s- saved him. 35 seconds to go yeah. in the ninth. For sure. There was a image that went around on Fox Sports. Uh, one of Jeff Horn's trainers nearly threw in the towel, <laughs> which is literally what it is. It's surrendering. <laughs> yeah, so, well, and that was two seconds before he yeah. well, saved himself. Mm. Yep. Also, there was the glove controversy before the bout. There there's, was. There's yeah. a lot of controversy in this game. Of course, there's also the, the blood in controversy. The in the game. In it's the not game. rugby league, mate. <laughs> yeah, come he had on, to, mate. Jeff Horn had to use Michael Zarafa's second pair of gloves. Mm. He Beat him with his own gloves. He did. He did. Um, Punching himself in the face. It has been called the best Australian boxing bout. Bout, mm. not bout game, out. in 20 years. So there you well, go. There you go. There you go. Now, you go. something else that happened in Brisbane earlier in the week. Mm. Day one, BBL. How mm. good is it have it back? So something good. that's a bit weird. Mm. It was an, it's an IPL thing, but they've brought in the yellow cap for the highest run scorer. Strange. And the highest wicket taker in the competition. Well, yeah, not yeah, outside yeah, the yeah. competition. No, no, no. But like in the game, like yeah, well, because yeah, Tom yeah. Smith's bowling, you know, yeah. he's bagging fifers in club in sixth grade, and no, nah, yellow just, hat. Exactly. I just uh, I feel for Callum Ferguson in this match. He had to wear the hat. So I mean, he 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 made a good seventy three not out against the Heat. Um, unfortunately, it then meant he had to put this atrocious thing on his head and walk out in front of almost a packed-out crowd at the Gabba. Everyone's going, what's he wearing on his head? Like, what's going on? Was I, was at the, I was at the game, and I was like, what's he doing? Was there much explanation about it? Or no, they did didn't. they just go bang at it the, on him? At the game, they didn't tell us. It so it was so probably commentary had it. Yeah, it's been it. talked about before, like mm. the weeks leading up to the tournament, but yeah. I think everyone almost forgot about it, I think. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't seem very keen on no, it either. No, he said yellow is not his colour, and he <laughs> just, he described himself as feeling like a bit of a knob. Mm, so there you go. Mm, He's a man enough. with words. So <laughs> he on. is. He is. And now number five, the last one. Gappy. KP, also a bit of a knob. If we're being honest, yeah. described yeah. Brisbane as a bit of a dump. Tell Where's us what you really mean, KP. Where does this land? Brisneyland. Get it trending. Where does Come this on. guy get off? Seriously, that Where is. Do you get off. Seriously, this is one of the worst tweets I've seen. Um, he mentioned Brisbane as a dump. You know, it's uh, a terrible place. He said, quoting him exactly, he said, the BBL starts in Brisbane, quite smart really, get the dump out of the way, early doors, then move on to proper Australian cities. Well, I mean, come has, on. Has he even Mate. been to Goma? Has <laughs> he, I mean, has he yeah. been to South Bank? Is all I'm saying. Mount Cutha. Uh, Cutha ski fields. Cutha ski on. fields. Come on. Yeah, what, what it, he just hates. You know a bit more about the history of why he hates Brisbane. Land. Yeah, well, he Bris- um, Brisney? Just Brisney? On just Brisney. I'm shortening it. He, you know, he doesn't perform very well at the Gabba. He averages, I think it was saying under ten, like single single digits. It's it's pretty unreal. And 
I mean, that probably explains why he hates the plates so much. If if he's not scoring runs, but he's out of the public eye, mate. He's not. Yeah. He's not involved with cricket. He stepped away and just. Yeah. <sighs> I'll have a dig. Anyway, <sighs> that's it for the fast five. Second last mm. fast five of 2019. That's mm. pretty pretty sad stuff, gents. That's crazy. It is. And uh, anyway, we did speak to Matt Short. Speaking of BBL, speaking, yeah, speaking of BBL, yeah. and uh, he's expecting to mount a pretty impressive season with the Adelaide Strikers, yeah. hoping that they can go a bit further w- than what they did last season. But he was a good chat, and you can listen to what he said now. Joining us this week is uh, Victorian cricketer and Adelaide Strikers batsman Matt Short. Matt, how are you, mate? Going well. Thanks for having me on. No dramas, no dramas. Now, Matt, it's Big Bash time of the year. It's what everyone's talking about. So your second season with the Adelaide Strikers, what are your personal expectations for this season? Um, I think just sort of gain on the experiences that I that I had last year. Um, I think, you know, it's a long tournament and then, I know last year I sort of I started well with the bat and the ball and um, sort of dropped off a little bit um, towards the end and, and actually ended up getting dropped for the, the last few games. So um, I think I know, I know, I know now, um, you know, how how sort of go about things a bit differently, um, you know, in the, the long, longer, longer tournament with, um, you know, the the shortened shortened tournament, I guess, the same amount of games as last year, but, um, you know, two weeks, two weeks shorter this year. So, um, you know, I think maintaining myself and, um, you know, just and staying confident in, you know, my, my ability, um, you know, is something to, to work on from last year. Mm. And well, well, what's the uh, atmosphere like around the strikers camp ahead of this first game? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I think a lot of the guys have sort of got together about a week ago now. Um, so, yeah, we've been been pretty flat out. Um, you know, plenty of plenty of training sessions, plenty of centre wicket stuff, which has been good this year. Um, a lot of bat first ball, uh, a bit more competitive stuff. So, um, yeah, I think preparation's been pretty good, and yeah, everyone's pretty keen to to get over to Canberra and, and play on Saturday. Mm. And you mentioned some key things you learnt from last year. What would they be? Um, I think just when things go a bit wrong or not as well as you'd hoped. Um, just to keep keep backing yourself and, um, and and staying confident. Like as I said, it's a long tournament, and you know if you get down on yourself sort of midway, then you know you, it's not doing yourself any favors. So um, I think just yeah, just keep backing yourself and um, yeah, and keep hoping for those good performances. And uh, like I said before, second season with the Strikers. So what are your well? What are the differences you've seen culturally and I guess approach to cricket wise between the Renegades and like I said, the strikers. Um, I think it's a lot more structured uh, here in Adelaide. Um, I know I found it a bit difficult, sort of being in and out of the side in in Melbourne. Um, yeah. There seemed to be a lot of a uh, lot of optional sessions there. Um, you know, where a lot of the a lot of the players that were actually playing, you know, weren't you know they were taking the option and, and not actually training much. So I guess the training there was just against a couple of net bowls or a couple of you know, throwdowns. So uh, the difference here, I guess, being a bit more structured and you get a bit more um, competitive nets or, you know, the centre wicket stuff, as I said before. And, um, yeah, the training, I guess, is yeah a lot more structured and, I guess, a lot, yeah, a lot more competitive and you get a, a lot more out of it. But, mate, they won it last year. They are the defending champions. So especially when you play them this season, you know, they are, well, because they're the champions, there's that uh, desire to beat them already. But for you individually... You know, how desperate are you to beat the Renegades year to year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not saying their approach to it's the, the wrong one. I just um, 
feel for my development here. Um, you know, it's the training and the quality of training that I'm getting here is awesome. But yeah, um, every time we sort of we come up against the Renegades, it's always good to <laughs> yep. to, um, to get the win over them, especially yeah, being champions last year. Um, you know, they're the the team to beat again this year. Well, you are originally from Melbourne, and you play for the Victorian Bush Rangers. How's the Sheffield Shield season treated you? Um, it's it's been a long, long, uh, tough year so far for the Vicks. Um, I guess yeah, it's been pretty pretty hard with um, I guess changing of coaches and and um, you know a few few lads uh, being out of the side just for you know the mental health kind of thing. So, mm. um, which is a bit unfortunate, but I guess it's given given a few others a, an opportunity for the other young blokes to come in and um yeah although we haven't been winning i think um you know because these guys are getting some some game time it's uh it's really going to help us for the for the future and hopefully after christmas christmas we can uh come out and you know get our season up and going and you were you spoke about those mental health players were those players stepping away due to mental health how important has it been for i guess the stigma you know, seeing those players step away from cricket and speaking out. I think, um, yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, they obviously identified something personally that, that wasn't right for them. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, credit to them to to be able to, yeah, no, notify someone about that and, um, you know, take the time to, to get themselves right. But um, I think they're all, all back playing cricket now, so, which is good. And, yeah, hopefully... Um, we can keep them for the, the rest of the season. Let's hope so, let's hope so. And back on uh, Victoria as well, um, you've played for, I don't know if you originally played there, but for Northcote Cricket Club. Um, yep. How's that been? Yes, uh, it's been really good. I'm still still playing there at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I love going, getting back there and um, it doesn't doesn't really seem to be too, too much these days, um, which is a bit of a shame, but... Uh, yeah, every time I get back, I, I love sort of helping out and um, love seeing all the younger blokes around the club and, you know, I love seeing them do well. And, uh, yeah, we're sort of sitting sitting midway at the moment. I think our last few games, we've, we're coming off some good wins. So, um, yeah, again, again with them, it'd just be hopefully maintaining that form into into the season after the, the Big Bash break. Well, there's been a few famous players who have come out of Northcote Cricket Club, including... Captain Bill Laurie. Um, yep. How has that club helped you in your cricketing development? Um, yeah, they've been pretty good. I was lucky enough to to have some uh, some good coaches there. Um, blokes like David Reid, who um, I think is working at the Essendon Footy Club now. Um, Steve Taylor, who's you know won a, a league rider medal. So um, yeah, they've been huge. I think. Moving down, I'm a country boy from Ballarat, so moved moved down to Melbourne after after uh, year 12 and, and went straight to Northcote. So yeah, they they've been good in um, you know giving me a crack against against some uh, good opportunity when I came down, and yeah, they've been huge. And you mentioned um, there something about the Essendon Footy Club. As a kid, yep. obviously as a Victorian boy, did you play footy as a kid? Yeah, played a heap of footy. Um, yeah, growing up in Ballarat, I had a, an older brother and a younger brother. Um, so yeah, we used to, you know, get home from from primary school and head straight out in the backyard and you know play all sorts of sport. You know, whether it be cricket or basketball or footy. And um, 
yeah, certainly played uh, yeah, a lot of footy growing up. And um, yeah, as I said, I moved down to, to Melbourne after school once I got a, a rookie contract with Victoria and um, yeah, sort of ended or stopped playing footy then. And you mentioned your younger brother there. He plays for Melbourne United, correct? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a, a development player there, yeah. Yeah, were you ever tempted to don the uh, basketball kit? Uh, not so much. I sort of, I gave that up um, sort of pretty early. Um, and then, yeah, just kept playing cricket and footy, you know, in the differing, um, in the se- different seasons. Um, so, yeah, footy footy and cricket were, were my two sports growing up. Um, and then, yeah, sort of chose chose the cricket, cricket well, pathway. What made you choose cricket in the end? I guess it was just the, the first thing that came up. Um, you know, I was probably... I played a little bit of tap cup footy um, with the North Diet Rebels um, back, yeah, when was that? Back in probably 2012. Um, but yeah, the cricket contract came up first and yeah, the footy was just all unknown and yeah, probably never going to make that. And I guess more of your development, let's talk about the Cricket Australia 11, which you're a bit of a veteran of, mate. Let's uh, let's put it that yeah. way. 134 <laughs> against England. Is that a career highlight so far? Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, those CA11 games are, have, well, yeah, they have been um, awesome for for my development and, you know, everyone that plays. I think well, it's awesome that they give the, the young blokes a chance um, against quality opposition. Um, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Um, I know a lot of people say, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a waste of time or, you know, it's not good enough for a touring side. But um, for those that actually play, play for the CA11, I think, um, yeah, you're getting heaps out of it and, um you know, without, I think for me personally, without playing those sort of games, um, you know, two, three years ago, uh, probably wouldn't be the, the player I am now. And that's exactly that, mate, because I think no other sport in Australia that I can think of has that type of system where they have development sides pretty much playing alongside or against, you know, top, top teams. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Well, I mean, I, I'd love to talk more about your Sheffield Shield career. Um, you actually played in that game against WA recently where there was a bit of a problem yep. with the MCG pitch. Do you want to yep. talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so we rocked up on day one and I guess everyone knew the, the pitch was a little bit soft and and stuff at the time. Um, so, yeah, we are probably lucky enough in the end to, to win the toss and have a bowl. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, some some balls were just, you know, unexpectedly just popping up off the length and sort of sticking in the wicket a bit and um, yeah leaving some pretty pretty decent sized divots in the wicket and I guess uh, you know a few of their batsmen kept getting hit you know from balls that they probably shouldn't have been hit so um, yeah I guess the umpires got together and you know said it's a little bit dangerous you know blokes are getting hit in the helmet and the hand and you know in the ribs and stuff like that so um I think they tried tried rolling it out and hardening up the wicket, but you know the divots were still there, and um, yeah, it probably was a little, little bit too dangerous in the end to to keep playing. Well, how do you think it'll play for the Boxing Day test? I think it'll be fine, mate. Um, yep. The the two Shield games we played before the WA game, you know, were fine. Um, yeah, I have have no doubt the, the test match will be fine there. Yeah, well, I think they've uh, they've greened it up a bit. I think they've rolled it out a bit more, so I don't think it should be as let's say dangerous. But um, 
Sean Marsh and Marcus Stoinis, they were the two players in the firing line. Were they saying yep. anything in particular that was, I guess, frightening or furthered the case for the match to have, or for the match um, to have been abandoned? Yeah, I guess. I think they were, yeah. They, were, they weren't too happy with, with what was going on. And, you know, me personally, I probably wouldn't want to be batting on there either. But, um, yeah, I think in the end it was just too dangerous, uh, especially not knowing not knowing which ball was going to come up at you. And, yep. you know, probably a bit hard to play in the end. Mm. Well, I'd like to talk about that uh, Sheffield Shield final last year that you were part of, beating yep. New South Wales. Um, what was it? What was the experience like to win a Sheffield Shield at such a young age? Yeah, it was awesome. It was, um, I guess I've been in the squad now for you know five or six years and seen some of the, the success that the boys have had you know in those years and um, you know just watching from the sideline. So um, you know, it sort of made me made me think you know how awesome be to to actually play in one and you know you know to do that last year was was unreal and. Um, it's uh, kind of a breakout year for me in, in terms of um, you know stringing a few games together and um, playing some consistent consistent cricket through the middle of the the order and um, yeah I was lucky enough to to hold my spot in the final and um, yeah it was just a, an awesome feeling and yeah one I'll I'll never forget. And you mentioned there stringing a few games together, some consistent cricket. How important has that been for your development? Because you have been getting more consistent cricket, especially at that shield level. How important has that been for you? Yeah, huge. Um, I think, yeah, it was a goal for me last year um, Yeah, to, to definitely um, hold my spot and play as many games as I could. Um, you know, the, the years leading up to that, I was sort of, always in and out of the team um you know just for team balance or um you know blokes would come back from the australian side and sort of kick you out so um yeah as i said just to, to hold my spot was was massive for me and um yeah and certainly um certainly developed me uh to the player i am now well are the sights set now on breaking into that australian side uh that's that's the next goal but um yeah i haven't haven't really thought about it too much um i guess all you can do is just um you know keep keep trying to perform your best on you know or whoever you're playing for whether it be victoria or you know or northwood or even you know the strikers now as well so um yeah i guess just keep trying to score runs and, and take wickets and yeah just never see never know what'll happen what have you made of the uh aussie sides form of late it's been pretty good hey yeah i mean unreal um you know, I think selectors are finally got a side that they're sort of sticking with now, and um, yeah, they've been uh, been pretty good for sure. And you know, your first game of the BBLs coming up. How are you feeling? You prepped for it? Yeah, feeling feeling pretty good. Um, over in Adelaide, it's been a bit of a heat wave this week, so um, yeah, we've been training hard and sweating it out. So I think um, once we get to Canberra tomorrow, it's going to be you know up up near the forties, and then. I think 41 or 42 for game day on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I think the boys are ready and, uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. For sure. So, keen for the season. Uh, who are you scared of this year, potentially, in the comp? Who's scared of, who's Absolutely not no scared one. of no one. Come but on. Who's looking pretty good, you reckon? Um, oh, I know they lost the other night, but I reckon, uh, you know, the Brisbane Heat um, are looking oh, – they're pretty intimidating with you. You're going to line up at the end of your mark trying to bowl to them. Um, you know, blokes like Chris Lynn and 
you know, young Maxi Bryant, Ben Cutting, um, and then even A.B. De Villiers uh, when he gets here uh, mm. in Jan. So I think when he gets here, uh, his first game is against us, actually. So mm. that'll be good to, to line up against him, hopefully, and, and see how he goes about it. Um, but, yeah, I reckon Brisbane are the, the ones to watch. For sure, for sure. And but, you're playing the team that beat the Brisbane Heat this weekend, Sydney Thunder. Um, yep. How are you guys preparing for that one? Um, yeah, well, it's actually it's good because we've um, we, yeah we watched them the other night and we can watch them tonight again. Um, so it's kind of weird that they've they've played two games before before we've played any. So um, I guess we've had the yeah the the luxury of being able to watch them twice um, before we play them. So um, yeah, I guess that'll lead us a good step uh, come Saturday. So you reckon that's an advantage for you, for you guys starting late? Uh, I think so, especially um, yeah, as I said, being able to watch watch Sydney play a couple of games and see how they go about it, and um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, match up against them all right, and, and hopefully our plans that we come up with, uh, um, you know, lead us into a good win. And a final question, mate. I've been to Adelaide Oval. Gussie's been to Adelaide Oval. Campbell hasn't, but I think we've all been to the G. Mm-hmm. Out of those two stadiums, which one's better to play at? Ooh. Tough question. Tough question. I think the G. Um, it's a yeah, very tough question, but, you know, growing up as a country kid and, you know, you get your, your old man to, to drive you down and watch your cricket or watch your footy and, you know, you just sort of grow up thinking, oh, how good would it be to get out on the G? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's hard to to uh, sort of split the two, but you know the fans here in Adelaide are, are unreal, and um, they always get a, a really nice crowd here at, at the Oval. So um, yeah, I'd have to say the G though. Jeez, that's a that's a tough tough answer. I'll tell you what, but no, <laughs> thanks for that, Matt. That's all from us, mate. And uh, best of luck for the season, though. No worries, appreciate it. Thanks again to Matt Short for joining us this week. Uh, he's playing for the Adelaide Strikers, seeing that he's named, of course, against the Sydney Thunder in Canberra on Saturday but boys that interview he talked up the heat a wee bit he did and I was a big mm. fan of that we well, like that as a Brisbane people as Brisbane the Brisbane Knights pe- Brisbane Knights Brisbane Landers there's something there mate I don't mind it neither do I well after Tuesday night's performance I don't know why he would be they were pretty dreadful and I mean we'll get onto it when we talk about the BBL but yeah I don't know if the heat are as good as everyone's saying they Again, are. They don't spoil the show before we get no, to it. Let's, I did uh, I did tip the sixes as well, just letting everyone know. I know yeah. you did, but it's still early still doors, early, mate. Early doors. Yeah. Campbell, Brisbane Knights, we'll get that on a t-shirt. Copyright Brisbane right. Landers. Brisbane Landers, that was it. <laughs> that was it. See, I'm already, already forgetting, forgetting it. it. Write this down. Exactly. Brisbane Landers. Slap it on a shirt. Yeah, I see, while forget. we uh, get the copyright details for all mm-hmm. this, uh, Bulls Masters cricket, what's happening at the moment? Because I think at the moment especially, it's in the shadow a bit more than what it normally is because of the Big Bash, right? Look, you could say it's in the shadow, or maybe it's coming out of the shadow a little bit. We've gotten a little bit more notice of the Bulls' masses. It's they're they're in their T Twenty sort of season right now. It's the Kookaburra Cup. Uh, they had plenty of BBL guys come back and play in it, including players like Matt Renshaw and Chris Lynn playing for Toomble. Didn't they go um, off? Oh, they did. Tom Banton even had a good hit for, I believe, Winner Manly. Why did yeah, you say it like that? he had that? some ridiculous total. It was like, yeah. how many balls was it? 137, or 130 something runs. off 40 balls or yeah, something ridiculous. Something crazy. Uh, Maxi Bryant was out there hitting tons for the Gold Coast. But it, it brought great light to the uh, Bulls Masters competition. Actually, I've um, got it up, mate. 
Do you mind if I yeah, go for it? Sure. Go over it. So Renshaw, 139 off 60. Mm. That was... Is that for Turnbull? That's for Turnbull, yeah. Turnbull, yeah. That was off 14 sixes too. <laughs> Gee whiz. That's a bit much, mate. That's like, a bit unlike... Down that's a, a bit, bit unlike Matt. Matt, stick to the singles, pal. Come on. Yeah. Get so a bit right. of a jog on. Exactly. Uh, Banton, 121 off 41. Wow. Chrissy Lynn, 76 off 33 and 44 off 17. Mm. And Priestwich, is that one? Priestwich. Priestwich. Yeah. There you go. 72 not out of 36. Pretty he's good. A, he's a he's bowler. He's a bowler, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And then he's 40 just a plays for the Heat as well. There yeah. you go. Mm. And 44, off, 44 off 20. So again, they were building into the Big Bash campaign nicely, but yeah. as we'll talk about in a couple of minutes, yeah. didn't start off that way. Didn't no, go to plan. Didn't. It didn't. We will start off with this uh, Bulls Masters, though, the Kookaburra Cup. I'll identify a couple games that... I enjoyed that. Had some pretty stunning results. Uh, a game in round one on the Saturday. Sandgate Redcliffe versus Winner Manly. Winner Manly batting first and posting an absolute monster total of four for 211 off 20 overs, including 78 runs to Timmy Floros. Sandgate Redcliffe, they needed 10.5 runs and over to chase this total down, um, which is almost impossible. Uh, they scored five for 203 falling only eight runs short. Uh, Bryce Street uh, scoring a brilliant 99 runs off 62 balls, just falling short of a century there in that game. The other game I wanted to mention as well, Sandgate Redcliffe versus the University of Queensland. Round two, the Saturday game, Sandgate batted first and posted a solid five for 150 after 20 overs. Corey Barsby top scoring with 69 runs off 55 balls. UQ struggled early in this game. They lost early wickets. Uh, they were saved by a miracle innings from Yano Coetzee, who hit 62 runs off 45 balls, including a four off the last ball to win the game. Did you guys see this one on the Queensland Premier Cricket Instagram? They posted a little video of this this game I think in the end. So. It was, um, it was. I think they needed 14 runs off the final over, and uh, Yano, is it Yano? Yano? Yeah, Yano. Yano hit a four off the last ball to win the game. Absolutely stunning ste- uh, scenes for UQ. Really big game for for them, and they lead this competition now. They find themselves on the top of the ladder. Only other undefeated side is Sunshine Coast. Is that undefeated only in the T20s? Undefeated in the T20s yet. There's only been three three games as well, so there's still another three games to play over the next weekend. And then they go back to... Then they go back to two or? days, yes. yes. Okay. So the two-day competition will continue after this uh, Kookaburra Cup is finished. Um, but and I believe weeks this, away, mate. That's yes. weeks away. Let's yeah, I believe ahead of ourselves. I believe all this goes towards the final result as well, yeah. final sort of placings. So we'll see what happens. Uh, UQ... You know, they're doing what they do best and win. Well, they're showing that they're dominant, not just across one format, mm. but across all three, right? They're exactly, a, yeah. Again, it's a skill. It's an art form, some would say, Campbell. It is. And they're uh, putting on a good show. They mm. are. They've got yeah. a great squad, yep. more than anything. They're really deep. You know, they're really showing their strength. Can yeah. adapt to different formats. It's, sure. uh, it's a very good trait to have as young cricketers. And some of them are probably pushing into that Brisbane Heat sort of area selection. You know, they mo- the Heat need a few batsmen, um, and maybe picking from this UQ side, they could get a, a good batsman. Who's for, who's particularly making kind of a push there? Well, well Yano, Yano he's he, he's been brilliant. He's mm. 
scored plenty of runs over the last sort of month. Yeah, his, his um, name always seems to be popping yeah, up. There, there are a few other boys um, in different uh, Bulls Masters side, including Bryce Street. Well, Bryce we Street's been yeah, killing we, it. We were talking we, about him earlier. Yeah, we were. Um, he's one to look out for. I think he might play a little bit of BBL this year if, mm. if the Heat continue to... Yeah. You know, lose games. Well, he we saw him in the one day uh, final for the Queensland Bulls. Mm. Um, I think it was, was he opening the batting or was he coming in at three or four? Yeah, I think I th- three or four, maybe. Yeah, it might have been. Th- yeah, I think he might have come in at quite four. Early. I'm not exactly He's sure. He's still quite young, though. So. Yeah, he is. Uh, another one to look out for Jack Presswich. He has played some BBL cricket already. He played a bit last year. Um, expect to see him come into the side again if they need another pacer. He's express pace. Very good player. We will now talk about that well, BBL game. Matt, the Heat could do with some yeah, batting changes. They could. They could. I um, mean, we thought they'd be fine. You know, coming into the season, they're the most explosive mm, lineup. Even Matt Short thought so, but clearly not. Exactly. Again, it's first game blues. Whatever you want to call it. Get it out early. Get it out early. They're still missing a lot of players from that squad. They are. AB de Villiers, he doesn't land and start playing until January. Exactly. Joe Burns, minus Labuschagne. Yeah. But you can expect that those players won't be made available, except. Towards the like finals, mm. some then become available, don't they? Because they switch formats, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. although Manus Labuschagne has been named in the ODI team for his so debut, he pr- yeah, yeah he probably yeah. Well, won't. Squad, so. He probably won't play any BBL cricket this year. That's because uh, he'll be playing all formats. Yeah, actually. he 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 will. Um, but is he a good T Twenty batsman? Uh, I think he's more ODI kind of he, style. Yeah, but I'm sure he can do a job. He's not bad. I yeah. mean, and the form he's in, he can pretty much do anything. Right yeah, now, exactly. So, he's on top of the world. Well, he's what's he now? He's fifth in the world in Test match yeah, wow. batting. Ranked so yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty crazy for a bloke who a year ago half of Australia couldn't pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, I some, still can't. Some still can't. And what? Even before the Ashes, he yeah. wasn't in the team. No, he was only in the team because Steve Smith went down because of Joffrey Archer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine hey, that concussion. The world yeah. would be a different place, Gussie. <laughs> would be a different place if Steve Smith didn't. If he just learned how to duck. Yeah. Exactly. He can do pretty much anything else. Actually, he yeah. can't at the moment, but that's a yeah. story yeah. for another day. Not a little bit yeah. of bad form. I know he is good friends with uh, Steve Smith, though. He yeah. pretty much holds on to his pocket, apparently. Yeah, but Labashane, he's just a good bloke. Yeah. Looks like it, eh? Yeah. Queenslander as well. It's nothing better than seeing a Queenslander he's tear it from up. from South Africa, so. Yeah, but, like, he plays shield cricket in Queensland, yeah. so he's technically St- a Queenslander. State high boy, too, so. Is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just when I was starting to I like the bloke. I know, right? I know. Come on. Well, I mean, the of course that game on Tuesday night, the the Brisbane Heat versus the Sydney Thunder, it was disappointing. Uh, Sydney Thunder scoring 172 runs and Heat game bowled out for 143. Mm. Mitchell Swepson, the batting, Swepo. the batting Swepo. was shocking. Yep. The coaching was shocking, and the uh, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much everything about that game was disappointing. Not a, and I'm not a fan of the coach, are you? No, I'm not a fan of the coach. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that off air. But no, it's... Exactly. Um, again, first game blues. Exactly. What was it like being there? Well, look, everyone was very excited. You know, the atmosphere was great. Uh, it wasn't a sellout. I think people were saying it was supposed to be a sellout, but, uh, you know, there was plenty of people there expecting a big performance from the Heat, and they were thinking it was a new era for the Brisbane Heat. But it was just the same old side that showed up. Chokers, they just don't know how to win. They just can't seem to put together a complete performance every week. They Again, just, when, yeah. when they have their full squad together, I think AB, AB de Villiers, he's the, uh, he's the big, big key, isn't mm. he? Experienced head in there. Well, he is. He's 
the best T20 batsman in history, except maybe McCullum, Macca. Yeah. Back. Huh? Huh? Macca. Baz. 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 Yeah. It's Baz, wasn't yeah, it? Baz. Yeah, Baz. I've heard of Macca too. <laughs> Macca. Yeah. Maybe, Macca. maybe, maybe. There you go. But again, he's one of the more creative batsmen, and I think with a license to kill, which he'll have, mm. yeah. that's when the heat will be especially dangerous. Do yeah. too many of them have the green light? To go like Chris, yeah. Chris does. I feel like I, they they do all yeah. have because they all just go. Tom Banton, like I think, like his first three balls were just sixes. And it's like, yeah, he, his first two. He he needed like they really need a player in that side like Joe Burns. They really Joe need Burns, Joe Burns yeah. to come back because they don't have anyone in that side right now who can just work the ball around, play smart cricket. Everyone in that side is a hack or a bowler. No. Yeah. So the Brisbane Heat, their best batsman is now batting at nine. Congratulations, Swepper. <laughs> Promoted from tenth to ninth compared from last year to this yeah. year. He's moving up. Who was tenth? It's uh, irrelevant. Layla probably. Probably. He no, was shocking. He with was. The ball he he, he yeah. didn't do much. Look, they th- picked too many bowlers. That's, too. Yeah, that's exactly what but I was going to say. That's it's always poor been, selection. That's from always Lumen. been their issue. I think they've always picked five bowlers or six yeah. bowlers for T Twenty. Not needed. Well, no. what they do need is someone like again Joe Burns. His name will come up again. Who can bowl? You know, a couple of overs. Hmm. Manus. Average spin, Manus. Manus is yeah. perfect. Look what he's doing now, mate. He's taking wickets. But exactly. Yeah, they. So they picked four fast bowlers. Even in that Bryce side. Street's handy with the ball. Yeah, they. Well, I, I was just they. They picked four fast bowlers, and the best bowler on the night was Schweppo, and he only bowled two overs. Of course he was. Yeah, that was a, that was a bit silly, I think, by the heat. It was, that's poor staff. captaintcy as well. It is. That's Chris Lynn. Chris Lynn. I don't see him as much of a captain. No, I don't think he knew what he was doing. I think. Uh, Chris Lynn, he's pretty much just the face of the heat, isn't yeah. he? And that's since transpired to you can have the C. Yeah. Because mm. this is your team. But is he necessarily the best captain? Probably not. I mean, I wouldn't pick anyone else in that squad. I, if Joe, uh, We were speaking earlier. If Joe Burns was there, I'd feel like he'd be the best captain there. Yeah, but that he'd have to be playing every week. Exactly. And it's Which, with Australian yeah. selection, he probably won't be. And especially, you think about Chris Lynn, he was dropped from the ODI and T20 squads last year, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Or was it ODI? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the ODI, ODI squad. Mm-hmm. His shoulder, to be fair, has played up a fair bit, but yeah. still, he's, well, Lehman's going, Lynn's here for the whole season. Yeah. You beauty, he's the face of our team, he's why people come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, to be fair. You can be captain, you can do all the media stuff. Let's see how you can captain on the field, though. It's apparently secondary. Well, they'll yeah. need to bounce back next week. I believe it's next next week against the Stars at Metricon. Uh, yeah, it is. It's Friday, it night. Is. It's Friday, Friday night. It's Friday night. Friday night. Friday yeah. night. Jeez, that's at close. The, at the GC. They're playing about two games in two days or three yeah. days. They've got like a week with not playing strange, stuff like that. But BBL's a strange schedule. Yet the strikers haven't played yet. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> very odd. Anyway. Very, very odd. I think, have the Canes played yet? No, they haven't. No, so Bev's still waiting. Bev is still waiting. Yeah. Mm. Bev. Well, in the other game we saw as well, we saw the Sixers breeze past the Scorchers. Uh, they really stamped their authority early on in this competition. Uh, brilliant batting from Josh Philippe, the another South yeah, African. Yeah, he did really well. Another South African wicket keeper, 81 runs off 44 balls, strike rate of 184. It's not bad. So, yeah, he's definitely staking his claim in that side. Um Scorchers once again disappointing with the bat. Well, historically, the Scorchers—they're the best franchise, pretty much. I think yeah. in BBL, yeah, the, it's so. them and the Sixers, sort of the best oh, no, two. I, th- I do think it's yeah. the Scorchers who are number one. I think they've mm. won about four titles. Yeah, um, three, three, three or four. four. Yeah. But still, I ex- coming into this season, I expected them to still be there or thereabouts. Again, it's T Twenty cricket; they still very well could be. Mm. Yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover off one game. But it's—it's going to be a long year if they don't fix their batting. You should be beating 
what was it? One who was chasing? Oh uh, no, sixes, the sixes, sixes were chasing. chasing. They just didn't post a big enough total. No. It's the batting. It's down to the batting. Well, yeah. The scorchers bagged one thirty off twenty overs. One thirty one. And then yeah. the sixes chased that down. I think in fifteen. Yeah. By the way, I got to say, nineteen of those runs went to forward armored number eleven. Ooh. He I came out that. and hit about three sixes. I think previously he scored a top it? score of like four I saw th- or ten. Tannels. He scored like 33 runs in 80 innings. It was something <laughs> like that. It was something absolutely yeah, he's crazy. He's a rubbish batsman. His and high score was 14. Yeah. And then, yeah, go outside and throw the bat at it. Yeah. Two sixes. I, I think some, one of the commentators said he'd need like three clubs to be able to hit it over the rope. Mm, probably. And he came out and just, just yeah. proved the haters wrong. He didn't did. He? he did. Get him back in that test team, I say. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. We did, didn't did mention before, though, uh, was it Callum Ferguson in the Thunder game? He yeah. put up a good total. What was it 75? 73, 73. Not out. And he's got that golden cap, as we mentioned he before, is. as well. She's something we didn't touch on before, though, is the, B- the BBL, they're pretty innovative. They mm. like to try and innovate a bit. And they've brought in timeouts, strategic timeouts. Mm. What do we think about this in cricket? It's another chance to get some more advertising out there, isn't it? It is. We it need is. those Zuba Duper ads. We need the KFC ads. But, mate, it's not cricket. It's not what? the heart of cricket. Well, what, what is it? Is it it's a, interesting. Is it just like a drinks break? It's, like, it's 90 much? seconds where the coach is allowed to come onto the field and they're allowed to discuss tactics. Do they chuck tactics. a mic on them? I don't know if they chuck... I wasn't watching the TV. They should chuck so a mic on them. That would well, be more interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really understand it because... The tactic of T20 cricket is to leather the ball into the stands most Pretty of the much. time. But yeah. I think, is the timeout used more so for the fielding team? Uh, no, look. I think so. Well, like, what, why, why would it benefit the fielding team to have a minute? Because maybe they have, the coaching staff, they'd, they'd have access to more data. Yeah. And could maybe see, look, he's... I know, don't think it's for the... Schweppo. Is it for the fielding side as well? Or is yeah, it just it for the batting would, side? Be for both, I assume. Yeah, I assume it's both. I haven't checked. I think... I think both sides get one when they're batting, though. So, anyway, still, it's, it's interesting. Something we did last week, guys, is we went to Holloway Field. Yeah. Some mm. Brisbane Bandits action. We got to meet our mate Goofy. It was. David yeah. Sutherland. We it did. was. Sorry, I was about, I was thinking in my head, <laughs> it was your first time going there. It was, so, yeah. No, so <laughs> it was our first time going. There you it go. Was, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what did you guys make of it? Mate, it was cool. It was cool. It was a lot different to what I expected, to mm-hmm. be honest. A bigger crowd. Yeah. Than what was I expected. It? Yeah, I think so. And well, that w- especially considering the crowd. especially considering the rain, torrential rain yeah, that that's, that day. That's where that's why it was a bit of a usually on a Friday night, which it mm. was, uh, I believe. Or was it was it a Friday night? It's a Friday night. Yeah. 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 So Friday nights and Saturday nights, they usually have a bigger turnout than that. Really well. Um, but just because of the inclement weather, um, it just wasn't as great of a crowd. But still, not a bad turnout, especially for the weather because th- it was, oh, it was a good getting down. Well, it's it was just a good game. As they're well. playing um four games a series. Yeah. So, in my mind, I was going, how many Brisbane Knights, mm-hmm. Brisbane Landers, Brisbane Landers, are really that keen on going to see baseball mm. that often? Because mm. it's not a sport which is big down under. That's no. the reality. And, uh, yeah, no, it was still very, very cool. Yeah. Very American. Yes. Oh, in terms of how they try yeah. to promote things and get people involved. Understandably. Still, very cool. And, you know, you see the outlaws up in the corner. They're good fun um, for the whole oh. final at-bat of the... What about... Uh, <laughs> that what was ab- funny. That was hilarious. What about DJ Orkscord? DJ Orkscord. Playing the same tunes about four times. I think uh, I heard Drake over and over again. It was uh, it was that sun- Sunflower by... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the Spider-Man line. movie. Played about seven times. It was pretty good about the fourth time. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the seventh time it was like, all righty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Got like, this idea. has gone beyond the stages of, I just know the words. To the, <laughs> exactly. I can't get them out of my head. Yeah. Even when it's not playing, I'm hearing it. Yeah. But you mentioned before that it was, you didn't think it, a lot of Brisney landers would come out. We were speaking to our mate, Sean, who works there. Shout out, Sean. Um, and he's originally from Rocky. Mm. Um, he said that when he was a kid, they used to drive down pretty much every week. Well, every Rock, every series, every series, yeah. to come come watch that's it for the four game drive. series. That's a big drive. That's a ten hour drive. I think you said eight hundred k each way. So, yeah, Gussie, that's sixteen hundred k. Yeah, thanks for doing the math for but me. But anyway, mate. that's dedication. <laughs> that how dedication. how long is that in hours? Oh, it depends. Massive time. Exactly I don't time. know. Very I don't know. Long. It's about like ten hours. Anyway, um, you also got to go onto the field afterwards. That was pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Goofy. How was he? He he, he didn't play. But no. we got the photo with him. We uh, got that one up on g- the socials as well. I he's a tall man. Isn't I get he? we're very short, tall. but yeah, he's very, very tall. Yeah, he's raised. really tall. He is really tall. He's I'm, really tall. We're not short. I'm like nearly six foot. I'm, I'm <laughs> average. Good I'm average height, and he made me look like a child. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but it's cool that it's at a local ground. And you know, we always talk about how sports need a bat at their weight or mm. punch at their mm. weight. Um, and a lot of Aussie sports don't do that. Yep. I think that's exactly what the Bandits are doing at that stadium. That's my childhood club, and it's the perfect kind of stadium for that for that market, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. And something you mentioned while we were there was you could see the Brisbane City Stadium right next door. Yeah. Literally across the road. You can see it over the home run line. Exactly. And you compare it to, I guess, the Melbourne situation stadium-wise. They've got a complex, don't they? Yep. Brisbane, they could do that. On a smaller scale, I'll mm-hmm. give them that. But still, that could be another A-League team. It could be. Then you've got the baseball team. I don't know. could be uh, a complex. you got Ballymore right around the corner. That's right. Ballymore's could be the Brisbane, them all together. Hurston slash Windsor kind of hub of sport in Brisbane. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be great. Put a train station. Well, there already is one around the corner, so... Yeah, it it's, actually makes sense. It does make sense. Come on, <laughs> come on, FFA, come um, on to the Beyond the Sidelines podcast. Tell me, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we're gonna get onto the results that we saw yeah. over the weekend. Who won? Uh, well, Auckland Tatara. 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 They did. Um, they surprising. Did. The surprising. announcer he kept pronouncing yeah, Tatara differently. The Auckland Tatara or the Auckland. Tautara. <laughs> like, he just Twat changed it every five seconds, Exactly. Which is great. He but did. still, he had to say the name a lot because there was plenty of runs scored by my boys. There were seven, I believe. Yeah, that's plenty. Mm. Yeah, Not quite plenty. the 25. That was it. Who scored it? Uh, Adelaide. Sure. Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide. I was going to say Adelaide. Geelong, yeah. yeah. Still. Last week. When you put, like, that's perspective. Yeah, that is that's perspective. perspective. Yeah, so there you go. You got a taste of it. Um, but the Bandits have slipped to third in the Northeast Conference, which wow. is very unusual for them um, after losing the series to Auckland 3-1. Um, Auckland is showing serious improvement on last season. Um, how many games do you think they won last season? Uh, well, games or series? Games. I'd say all of them, but going off what you just said, I'd have to change my answer to four. Four over Maybe. the whole... No, like over the whole, oh, whole season. season. Maybe right. t- 14? Well, how many do they play? You've looked at the document. 14, 14, no, I didn't, I didn't even... I, I swear, I did not okay, even look. So, yeah, they won 14 I, I in total guessed, last season. I actually guessed that. And, and they've already won eight. Eight and nine, right? So, they're eight and nine. So, massive improvement well, on last season. That's because they got a big win over the Sydney Blue Sox on Thursday. They certainly mm-hmm. did. Same night, the Bandits lost. 8-3. Who did they lose? The Campbell Cavalry. Yeah, thought so. So, that's a... 
big loss. You're talking about dynasties? Yep. Striving for five. Mm. Destiny. It's looking, Destiny, that's the one. Looking a bit shaky. It's looking pretty bleak now, Gusman. It is, mm. but it's a long season, so they've still got time. They could turn it around. And again, that's just like T20 cricket. You know, like yeah. momentum's important, but form necessarily isn't. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know, it's. I think it's the top two teams of each conference go through to the finals, so or the playoffs. So they've still got time to get there. Um, and you mentioned there before, um, the Tortara are playing against the Sydney Blue Sox at the moment. Um, but yeah, they're also to- co- topping the conference um, at nine and eight. Uh, and you know, the Bandits are taking on the Cavalry. They'll try and beat them. Who knows? Cavalry have been pretty atrocious this season. Um, but another team that's been atrocious have been the Geelong Korea, who are the worst mm. of the bunch, along with the Canberra Cavalry. Um, another team that won the Series 3-1 with the Adelaide Giants, who are actually looking quite good this season. Um, they took on the Melbourne Aces, um, and then the Adelaide Giants pushed their way into second place in the Southwest. Perth Heat are looking dominant. They're looking like the most dominant, and probably my tip for the ship. I've liked um, the look of Adelaide, honestly. You like the look of Adelaide? Adelaide yeah. are looking pretty decent. After like this win against Melbourne, I think... They could be the real deal this year. They're they pretty smoky. They beat Brisbane as well. They did earlier beat Brisbane. in the season. Three one in the series, I believe, or tied the series, yeah. uh, well, or maybe f- swept them. No, I think maybe they swept them. They could have actually. I think they may have swept them, or uh, maybe not. Four nil or three one. It was yeah, one of the it was two. one yeah. of those kind of things. Um, well, I like the look yeah. of Auckland because I'm not a bandwagoner. Mm. <laughs> you too. Ash. Just jumping on Adelaide's bandwagon and whatnot. Not Stick by just jump on the New Zealand bandwagon, don't you? Anything New Zealand. Exactly. God. It's a good, good week S- to be a Kiwi. Especially the Phoenix. But Especially we'll, the Phoenix. We'll discuss that later. We yeah. will discuss that later. Anyway, the Perth Heat sit at 11-5. and five, uh, Best record in the entire competition. But yeah, that's ABL. What a great week of it. And we see another one this week. The series have already begun. Get out and watch some. But they're getting a lot more important now too. They are. Like in terms mm. of teams like the Bandits, teams like the Tatara, they could separate significantly mm. with some losses and some wins. I know Brisbane still have to play Auckland in a reverse fixture. Yes. But still, like I don't know. If there's a six-game gap, good night, Irene. Good night, um, Irene. Good night, mm. Irene. We'll see. We now, shall boys, see. Something else we haven't touched on in a long, long time is the world of rugby union. Mm. It's been two weeks since we have. And uh, <laughs> Did we speak about it last week? Probably, but yeah, let did. me have my moment. Sorry, Pam. yep, go. Come on. Now the momentum's gone. <laughs> go, 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 go. You got this. Oh, I don't know if I want to. Let's go, Phineas. Okay. Sevens is back. It is. I love a bit of Sevens. It was back for Dubai. It was, but we didn't touch on it, Campbell. I know. Hence my frustration. Mm. Henceforth. Yes. Yes. Continue. I did like the Dubai Sevens, though. I Dubai watched quite seven. a bit of it. It's always really, really cool. It's really fun. I love the Sevens format. I just it's so love quick. Sevens. I love it's so sevens. fast paced. I remember. When I was about grade nine, I think I preferred sevens over fifteens. Understandably, just wow, because okay. it was—it's so much more fun. It's, it's future, lively. It's, it's good fun. But again, yeah, they're playing in South Africa. Where they they just played in Cape Town. Uh, second match of the tour, or second se- second yeah tournament of the mm. series. Sean McMahon is back. Do you guys remember Sean McMahon? No, he used to play. That's disappointing. I was really expecting Sean a McMahon. bit more of a reaction there. He used to play fifteens uh, for the Wallabies. Oh. Big number eight. Anyway, he went overseas. Oh, the oh, I, I think I do. I think I do not. He went to Nudgy. He runs oh. hard. Well, yeah, you tend yeah, to have no, to. No, I know, but like excessively hard. That's how I remember him. He, he's number a, eight. He's isn't a big he? boy. Yeah, like I said, he yeah. went to Nudgy. Uh, he played in Cape Town. I think it was his second. No, it was. I don't know. He hadn't played in a while. Certainly sevens. Yeah. I don't think he'd played sevens. The last time I remember him playing, he was playing against Ireland back in 
Oh. Jeez, you got a good memory. Yeah, it was it was a few years ago, maybe three I years ago. It was the fifteenth of May. Fifteenth uh, <laughs> <15th laughs> of May, nineteen eighty nine. No, he he didn't quite crack into that Wallaby side. I mean, he was well, playing he, in the Wallaby did. side, but not in their f- sort of first side. See, I disagree. I think he was, but he went overseas not for money, but I think for more of an opportunity, okay. more stability. Yeah, so yeah, that's why he left the Wallabies. Used but to play for the Rebels. Rebels, yep. Yeah, okay, cool. His last match for the seven side, I think, was the Glasgow Com Games. Something like that. Mm. Something like that. So it's been a while between drinks. But anyway, boys, they came 12th. That's wow. pretty Austra- disappointing. Australia. That's really bad. Australia. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. That's really poor. Especially in a Olympics year. Well, Olympics season, I yeah. guess, now that the Olympics is less than a year away. That's pretty dire, eh? That's very dire. And don't didn't they do pretty that. all right in Dubai? Um, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals, I think, by Samoa. We really should be pushing forward. Should and we should be doing better. Australia, they've already recruited their star or their the players they hope to propel them forward. So like Quadzilla. Yep, Quadzilla. Mm. Yeah. What's his name Trey Williams. Something yeah, like something, something like that. that. Yeah. Again, he was supposed to propel them forward and mm. hasn't. Rod- Joe Pinkus has come into the squad. Joe Pinkus. Hopefully, we'll speak to him soon. But still, it's it's looking pretty dire. Mm. Not so much for the women though; they came second. Yeah, which is improved upon them. once again Dubai. the Australian women carrying. They oh, do very well. What are they not good at? Seriously, yeah, the cricket. They're killing it. Football, football, rugby. Well, I quite like it because I think Australian women's sport is setting almost a benchmark now, isn't it? it tennis is. with Ash Barty, exactly. exactly. But another one. They're consistent across all codes, all exactly. sports, and yep. that's really, really cool. And that's mm. something that's not really discussed as a whole. No. Each sport on its own is discussed, oh, we're good at this, we're good at that. Mm. But all of it, if you look at it from a wider perspective, it's great stuff. I think also it's a bit of a cultural thing between countries. Um, A lot of countries, we see it a lot in Italy where potentially um, it is quite a sexist country. You see it a lot in the European countries and the African countries and a lot of the other countries where it's maybe not as progressive and not as accepted for women to play sport but it's great that we're kind of leading the way when it comes to that yeah. america's very good at it as well especially in the football they're the powerhouse of football in the world yeah. um in terms of the women women's game so that's good to see something you didn't mention there oh rugby sevens promotion relegation yeah the, the, uh, the challenger series so it's a second division that's going to be implemented i think february next year where they'll it's a competition of 13 core teams and three invitational sides. And then they'll play two competitions. The top eight, they move on to a final competition with the winner then being promoted to the top dogs. I guess mm-hmm. we'll put it that way. But still, that's that's a very cool thing. They have a very similar thing where, but except nowadays it's just they do it in Hong Kong and it's a one-off tournament. But this is consistency. It's bit more of a league format it is it's a bit more real i think you mm. always you always love the idea of promotion relegation oh, it adds a bit it, of, it adds a bit of tension to it it does it's, it's a bit more drama yeah. especially if your team's coming last coming towards the end you're, you're like, watching oh for that yeah, exactly yeah. so that's very cool for sure for sure well let's get on to some a-league boys finn i'm sure there's something you want to talk about one hand on the toilet bowl mate one hand on the toilet bowl you reckon the <laughs> toilet isn't seat. that a weird saying the toilet <laughs> seat taken out of context that's really <laughs> Very weird. weird. One hand on the toilet bowl. <laughs> Even if you don't really get Australian football, still very weird. Very strange. But no, Phoenix, five match, unbeaten run. The uh, Yeah, the championship is nigh. But mm. uh, yeah, let's see what happens against Sydney FC well, look, this weekend. Yeah. I was just about to say, you'd be sharing that toilet bowl with Sydney. Some say it's a grand final preview. Yeah. Some don't. Most don't. 
Finn does. Finn does. Yeah. Well, I mean, fir- fair player. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, first place Sydney. They got another win against the Central Coast Mariners, one nil. They've just sort of put themselves ahead of everyone else. They are the standout side so far in the A League. Um, you you got to admit yourself, Wellington aren't up to that standard yet. I will say no such Blasphemy. thing. Blasphemy. No. <laughs> They're still only five points clear of second place, Melbourne City. Now though, mm. but Melbourne City, they kind of just went, look, Sydney, anything you can do, I can do better by four times as much. Yep. They won four nil away to Newcastle. Yeah, Jamie McLaren scored one or two, I think, he and became the fastest uh, goal scorer, fastest player to reach ten goals in A League history. That's Good on what, him. Well, that's in what happens. That's what so. happens when you have the last name McLaren. You got to be fast. Is <laughs> <laughs> it funny? Out? This one, Sneaky. funny guy Angus. <laughs> funny guy Angus, mate. Yeah, that was a good joke. I, Not really. I, um, well, okay, but no, Jamie McLaren's on excellent form. Um, he's played six of <laughs> Melbourne City's nine matches so far, and yeah, ten goals. Adam Lafondra sharing <laughs> that kind of top goal scorer mantle with him at the moment, but yep. obviously he's done it in nine games. But let's take it back home a wee bit more. Yeah. Brisbane first game of the round hosted the New Boys Western United. <laughs> How did it go, Gusman? Oh, it was shocking. It was five minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah, Con- yeah it Connor was, Payne, I think. Mm, it was. It was early on. Look, oh, Brisbane. They're back to losing ways, aren't they? Uh, uh, Eleven minutes in. There you go. Eleven Jeez. minutes. Come it, on, Finn. It, yeah, it really didn't take long for the uh, newcomers, Western United, to get one up on Brisbane. You know, I was looking through the stats in this game. It's pretty astonishing. Brisbane had seventy-two percent of the ball, with twenty shots on t- uh, twenty shots and one on target. Um, Western United only had six shots, three on target, and scored two goals. This cl- it's clearly showing that Brisbane are lacking something up front. Um, and we take this back to maybe Roy o- Roy O'Donovan, the striker that Brisbane have brought uh, brought in for this season. He just hasn't been finding the back of the net. It shows they've they've got the ball and they've got the sort of opportunities. He just needs to hit the mark. He needs to be scoring goals for Brisbane. Well, I tell you who they could have used, and that's Bessart Barisha. Who scored against them? Scored yeah. the second. Barisha scoring against his former club for the second week in a row. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because of course they played Melbourne Victory the week before. Yeah, yeah. that bloke. He's a he's a goal machine. Mm. He really is like an anom- anomaly. There we go. Big word. Got it out. He's but, in his thirties now, isn't he? But he's yeah. still scoring that. That's the <sighs> thing. Him in. And they did let go of Jamie McLaren. That's another thing too. Yeah. But if Barisha had any inclination to want to go back to the A League, the Raw should have gone. Sweet. Let's. How much do you want? Mm. Really. Yeah. Reasonably speaking, how much do you want? Yeah. Because that's their problem. Yeah. Mm. Like, for the most part, the rest of their team's okay. Mm. Developing, but it's okay. Barisha mm. could have solved that piece. But anyway, and the other result was uh, Perth getting a 2-0 win over the Wanderers. So yeah. that's still that's another victory for Perth. Second week in a row, I yes. think. Yes. Because yeah. they beat City last week. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I said this a few weeks ago. You get a few wins and you propel yourself up the ladder. They're up to fifth. That's mm. what I mean. Jeez. And <laughs> two weeks ago, we were talking about, choose their last, you know, should the coach get the sack? How are Perth and Victory second last and last? But again, how much can change? Well, I'm just surprised how poorly the Victory and the Raw have played this year. And they're both not even last. Well, I was about to say, who do you think is the worst team in the league this season so oh, far? I think it'll end God, with it's the Mariners, just mm-hmm. because I think... To put it like this, Wellington, they've already accumulated enough points to not come last. Mm. Or they've started stronger, strongly enough to not come last. Whereas yeah. the Mariners, I can't see them doing I can't see them doing what the Phoenix have done. 
Yeah. And that's winning a few games on the trot, being undefeated, whatever, whatever. So I think the Mariners, what do you guys think? It's looking like a battle for uh, the wooden spoon right now. It seems like every side wants to be on the bottom of that ladder. Uh, you got Brisbane there, you got uh, Victory, you got Newcastle playing rubbish, yeah. Western Sydney Wanderers have slid down. It's... I'll tell you what, mate, you're a bit yeah. of a pessimist. That's a glass half empty type of approach, isn't well, it? Well, look, Certainly. all I'm saying is no one's really played no. good football this year other I'm, than Sydney and uh, probably Melbourne, Melbourne City. City, and maybe you can slide the uh, Ad- oh, Adelaide and Wellington into that list. Thank you. Um, no, but or you can argue it from the other way and go, it's a competitive league. It's a bunch of teams who are winning to try and get into, yeah. get into the top six. But no, be a pessimist. That's cool. Mm. Anyway. Well, yeah. Well, I'd say probably Brisbane Raw. Personally, I'll tell oh, you why. Okay. So, while they have the most shots, well, not the most, they have the fourth most shots in the league with 136, but they also have the most goals conceded with 15. Yeah, but geez. what's probably the most damning fact is they've got the wor- one of the worst p- conversion rates in the league with 9%. <laughs> 9% <laughs> conversion. Well, that goes back to his striker. Exactly. It, it 100% does. And you're taking high shot numbers. Yeah. Don't exactly know where those locations are, but you're only converting well, exactly. 9%. Well, that just shows, I think, what, 20, they had 20 shots, one on target. That's mm. literally less than 9%. They it, do have the highest passing accuracy, though. So, uh, you know, if they've you They've got start, that going for them. And well, the most number of passes. So ooh, they can pass the ball. <laughs> I mean, they that, just can't put it into the net. That that's pass, it, pass it into the back of the net. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that generally means that you're passing it around the back a lot. Yeah. That's generally what that means. If you've yeah. got the mo- highest passing accuracy and you've got the most passes... Generally, your centre backs are getting quite a few of those. So they're um, trying to play like Barca think, or Melbourne City, um, just without Man Messi. C- I this think is they're trying to, football for you. trying to do the uh, Man City yeah. mantra. Anyway, tappins the raw, the raw. They're going to have a week off now to think about their average striker up front. We've got mm. the Wanderers playing Western United, Wellington versus Sydney, Melbourne City against Victory, Melbourne Derby. Yeah, again, very important game for the Victory. Mm. If they can win that, respectable. You, sure. They might. Do I don't. A, I don't see them not at the moment. It's not looking that way. Uh, we got Perth against Newcastle and Central Coast against Adelaide United. Elsewhere in the world of football, I just want to comment: Liverpool Club World Cup champions, hopefully on Friday. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Like Me? seriously, it's the most prestigious competition even in world football. Don't know about that. Well, I do. I, I hadn't even heard of it. Are you versing Al Hilal or something? Uh, we're versing some team from somewhere. Or Flamengo. I think it's Flamengo from is Brazil. It? From Brazil, yeah. This yeah, is one of those two. This is Liverpool's fourth attempt at winning this prestigious competition. <laughs> Have not yet done it. I'm, I'm sorry, you're even bad at winning this competition? We can't win trophies, but Jeez, mate. you can't even win this. The, win the other teams are like, they're nobodies. They're farmers. Flamengo. Though. No, they're, no, they're good footballers, but they're just not. The Brazil you League should be beating them. The well, Brazil League is an absolute farmers league. I remember a few no, years ago. Not. Yes, it is. No, it's it is dreadful. It's dreadful. It's like but the French produce, League because everyone all the their talent the gets. Fran- the French League is the, the biggest farmers great. league. That it's is not. the biggest farmers it is. league. You get lots of talent going to other leagues. It's just look P- at the French national team. It's just PSG mm. absolutely destroying exactly. everyone. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember a few years ago, Auckland City. They're a semi-professional team out of Auckland. They got to the semi-finals of the Club World Cup. <laughs> like, that was about Jeez. three, Wait, four years cause, ago. Cause My this, lord! Because the system, it, it's, it's you represent your continent. Yeah. So, so, the, so there's one European, one Asia. Blah, Asia. Blah, blah. Yeah. So that's why the Wanderers a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but still, yeah, Auckland City. They got to the semis, and I remember it was like, if they beat this team, they're playing Real Madrid in the final. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. And they didn't. They let down. Who would they play? Do you remember? Probably not. Oh, some yeah, some team. I feel like I remember I that. Can't too. Again, that was but the 
golden era of New Zealand football yeah. from 2010 well, we to saw, 2016. We saw a photo from the uh, Brisbane Strikers the other day where they were playing against Brazil. Well, it was the newly appointed FFA chairman. Yeah. Uh, and it was, the, yeah, it was him dribbling for the Strikers against Brazil because Brazil were playing in a Olympic warm-up game. That is against Brisbane Strikers. Yes. The Brazilian national team played so against the Brisbane Strikers. Imagine that. I just what don't could have been? I don't understand the logic when a team can't get into the A-League but can play against Brazil. They played against Ronaldinho. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't get a spot in the A-League. Imagine the nerves before that game. You go, Bricking I've it. got to mark Ronaldinho. What am I going to do? I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it was at Perry. I really, it, it definitely was. Definitely was not. No <laughs> chance. No chance. But I still can't expect, like... Can they do it? I can't imagine Suncorp selling out. Yeah. foggy night at Perry Park. I that don't think they can. I don't think they can. With a crowd of a few blokes having a few spicy waters on Solar Hill. <laughs> Come on, Strikers! Come on, Strikers! <laughs> can the they handle <laughs> the Manly United fans? Oh, the Manly <laughs> Faithful. That's the why, Manly Faithful. That's why they weren't invited. Anyway, guys, yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, make sure, if you haven't already... You like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, and you listen to us on Spotify if you're not already. Uh, we really appreciate that. And tell your friends. Mm, tell, tell your friends. friends. Um, if you have any. Yeah, well, exactly. Gussie can't <laughs> quite not, relate to that. We'll be your friends. But yeah. we'll be your friends. And um, <laughs> don't worry either. There's still one more episode to come out in 2019. The best Christmas present I can think of. Oh, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Exactly, mate. I think Wait, that we, do you reckon we were recording on a Christmas day? Yeah, we're doing Secret Santa. Santa. Yeah. Ooh. Secret Santa in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> who, who got who? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. It's a choice of two. <laughs> <laughs> who, who got me this? Oh, somehow Socks I, again. <laughs> I got myself. Uh, <laughs> I'll dress up as Santa. It's all good. <laughs> Please don't. That'll be the stuff of nightmares. Oh, yeah, it would do. Anyway, I'm that note, guys. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs>